0: Even the one spirit to drink even so the body is not made up of one part but of many. But now the foot should say, because I'm not a head, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason to stop being part of the body. But if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would be not for that reason to stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one, but one body. The eye cannot say to the head, "I don't need you," and the head cannot say to the feet, "I don't need you." This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good work, Bella. All right. Thank you for that Bible reading. Uh, we're going to explore that text. In a moment, uh, but before we do that, to actually highlight how there's many parts to one body, we're going to get a couple of different generations up here uh, to hear, uh, hear how God is working in their life and working through them in the church. so I'm going to ask my friends Tim and Amanda. Osborne to please come up and oops my daughter Imogen is going to interview them and ask some, some questions about the work that they do in the church. Please welcome them all up <laughs>
2: Could you please tell us about yourself and your family?
3: Yes. Um, So I'm Amanda, I'm married to Tim and we have three kids. We've got Evie who's six and a half, who's just down there. We've got um, Jetty who's four and a half and we've got Miles who's two and a half. And he's gone to crèche for the first time in the morning ever. So we'll see how that goes.
2: Do you know any funny jokes maybe some of your kids have told you?
4: Oh shivers! This is this is not on our questions. Um, have you heard about the restaurant at the moon? It's really bad because it's got no atmosphere.
0: <laughs>
2: you have a, have been involved in ministry for many years at NBC. Your youth group, Christian Surfers, Beach Mission, amongst others. What are you involved in now?
4: Um, First and foremost, I guess the ministry to our children is a big one that we are heavily involved in. And um, yeah, so now Amanda and I and Garth Libetta, we we lead a Bible study on Tuesday nights. And we also uh, do uh, youth church, Sunday school, kids church. Sorry, got it there, eventually.
2: You've already told us that you have three kids. How do you balance the kids' church teaching?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So we started kids' churching when Jetty was just brand new. So um, we've always had a baby, basically. So we just decided that we would be one person. Um, So we're on fortnightly, but we are the equivalent of one person. Um, and the other person will look after the children. But I don't know, maybe we can be two people now, Multi Ghost of Crash. Who knows? We'll see.
2: If you already have a house full of crazy kids, why would you want to spend your time hanging out with other people's kids at kids' church? Don't you get sick of the smells and noises we make?
4: <laughs> oh, those smells. Yes. Um, I think the answer to that question is really simple. It's just such a, an important ministry to be a part of. The, you know, there's such formative years, the little years, and uh, it's really important, I believe, to to sow seeds into into their little minds and expose them to to Christ and the love that He has for us. So, that's one of our that's our highest priority, I guess. And so, for us to be a part of that in this way is is a real. yeah, it's a real privilege, and, um, and and I believe it's really important too, so that's why we do it.
2: I know you love all of us in your class, but the most special kids in your life are Evie, Jed and Miles. What does it look like for you to help them grow as Christians? What are your daily habits?
4: Okay, so um, I guess one of the most important things is just to, to try our best... To model Christ's love and ideals and his him to them, and um, yeah, that's that's a challenge at times. But you know, God helps us to do that, and we try our best to do that. And uh, so I um, I read the Bible with them every night before bed, and all hell breaks loose if we don't read the Bible. So that's a really good habit that we've got into, and um, and we pray as well. So that's kind of what I what I do, and Amanda.
3: And when we pray at night, everyone prays. Yes. So, yeah, Milesy has to go first because he's the most distractible. Um, but, yes, they all get a chance to pray. Um, and then I guess I'm with them most of the time during the day. So every morning on the way to school we get to pray um, as we walk to school. But just, I don't know, our kids ask a lot of questions. So during the day there's just multiple opportunities to bring up things about Jesus and things about God just from what they've been asking and what they see around them. Um, Yeah, and I guess they're involved in the ministries at church here as well, which is a great blessing to us as parents to see them involved in that as well. Thank you so much for
2: serving me and my church. You are great role models. And thanks, Tim, for babysitting me and my sister sometimes.
3: (laughs) Thanks, Ims. You're a champion.
1: done, guys. Thank you. Let me pray, hey? And then we'll uh, have a look at what God has to say through the passage we had read. Thanks, God. Yeah, you bring us all together as a family and for the encouragement it is to be loved and served by one another. Help us this morning as we study your word to make sense of it and to apply it to our lives. We pray we'll be encouraged uh, to be the people you want us to be in your church. Amen. Cool. So have your Bibles open at 1 Corinthians 12. And the reason I chose today's passage is because it tells us that in a church, we all need each other, right? We all need each other. We're all different. We have different roles to play, but we all need each other. And today's message is speaking to people from all generations, like kids, grown-ups, everything in between, right? Uh, And it's telling you that you are necessary for the church to work well. You're necessary for the church to work properly. We all need each other. Why do we need each other? Well, just a little bit back, back a little bit further in one Corinthians twelve, we see this from verse four. It says, "Of course, there's different kind of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, ways that we serve each other, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working." But in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Everyone has different skills and gifts and roles to play. Then verse 7 says this, To each one a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. What that means is God's Spirit works in us to do something for the the good of everyone else in the church. Every one of us. If we have God's Spirit, it helps us and equips us and uh, enables us to, to help other people in the church and to make the church what it should be. He's gifted each member of the church with a job. Why? So that the church can be made stronger, so that other people's lives can be made better. And so no matter who you are, if you love Jesus, you have his spirit. And if you have his spirit, uh, he's got a job for you in his church. Everyone. You can't be too old, you can't be too young. Uh, It may look different depending on your age or your ability, but if you are a Christian, God wants to use you to make the church stronger and to make other people's lives better. And Paul, the guy who wrote this passage, he uses the human body as a way of explaining it, right? Uh, He says this, just like we need every part of our body to function, the church needs every member, every part of the church body to be involved. And so, as we look at this, I want to tell you two stories about two people, right? Right? first one uh, is this guy. Right. Footman. Say hi to footman. It's cool. If you have a favour of your feet, my apologies. Um, and, uh, verses 15 and 16, talk to us about footman. Uh, it says this. Uh, now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. Right? Uh, poor footman. He feels like he doesn't belong. He feels pretty useless. He feels like he's not special enough, that he's not useful enough. Right? He reckons Handboy, his mate who lives down the street, he reckons he's heaps more useful. Handboy can do cool things like this. Wave, open jars, turn on the TV, lots of other useful things. Handboy is so useful. I wish I could be more like Handboy. He is essential to the, to the body. But me, footman, oh, i got nothing. The body doesn't need me. But one day he saw, he saw Handboy bloody and bruised and covered in blisters. And he's like, what, what's wrong, Handboy? Why are you all bloody and bruised and covered in blisters? And Handboy said, because I've been pulling the body along on the ground. Because, because it's the only way that we can get around. And it was then that Footman realized that he is necessary. He does have a role. Yeah, he may not be as good as Handboy. But with, without him, the body can't function properly. Uh, and it makes the rest of the, the, the body's job difficult. And so what lesson can you learn from footman? Well, they need you. You might feel like footman, right? You might feel not as useful. You might feel not as skillful. You may not be as smart or as talented or whatever as, as other people in the church. But look at what Paul says in verses 17 to 19. It tells us this. Uh, if the whole body were not eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? God made you the way you are, and God made you at this stage of life that you are in right now, whether you're 98, I think that's the oldest we have in our church, or whether you're like five, God's made you that age and in this particular time of life, So that you could fulfill an important role in the church. So if you feel like footman and you feel handboy's heaps better, he's way more useful, we need to remember that God has made you unique to fulfill a very special role in our church. The other story um, is about someone called iGirl, right? That's gross, isn't it? (laughs) iGirl! my daughter saw this slideshow and she 's like, "Is that real? Um, i certainly hope not um, right, I, I go on the other hand, she believes that she is all that 's necessary for her body to function well, she thinks i 'm all the body needs right i 've got it all. Have a look at verse twenty one The eye cannot say to the hand i don 't need you right i girl she 's going around saying i don 't need you hand boy i don 't need you the rest of the body i 'm the eye I, I can do everything i 've got great vision got wonderful insight." Uh, I'm, I'm the window to the soul of the body, right? I, I've, I've got it all. And she even thinks that Handboy, as great as Handboy is, he's not even necessary, isn't yeah. it? She says that in verse 21. Even Eye Girl says to Handboy, who opens jars and turns on the TV, I don't need you, Handboy. But then one day, a dust storm hit town, and, and, and Eye Girl was covered, right? She could no longer see. She was dry, itchy, and sore, she, and she felt useless. All of a sudden, this amazing uh, organ that has done so much for the body is just feeling useless with nothing to do until Handboy reached out with a nice soothing bottle of eye drops and using his opposable thumb, he applied a few drops to iGirl, cleansed away the dust and renewed her vision and made her useful again. So what lesson do we learn from iGirl? Well, you need them. You, whoever you are, need them. The rest of us in the church. No matter how strong and independent you think you are, you need other Christians around you. You can't do your faith on your own. And all types of other Christians. If you're old, you need young Christians. If you're young, you need old Christians. If you're in the middle, you need, you need both. We need each other. We're never at the point where we can say, yeah, I'm sweet, I can carry this on my own. You're never at that point. You always need other people in the church to build you up and to make you better as a, as, as a follower of Jesus. Because that's exactly how God designed us. They need you, whoever you are, and you need them. Uh, The passage we looked at today is about how God has gifted us with a role to play in the church. So whoever you are, they need you, right? They, they is the rest of us, need you, uh, and you need them. Kids and adults, you have a role to play. And that role is pretty simple, in the end, Paul says it in the passage, in verse 7, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. God's given you His Spirit. The Spirit of God lives within you. Why? For the common good. For, for, the, for the betterment of the church. For the benefit of other people. And what's your role? Well, broadly, the role God wants you to play is to build up the church and its members. To make the life of the church and the faith of other Christians around you stronger and better, doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how experienced you are, doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. Your role, uh, in whichever way it may pan out, is that you would build up the church. So, adults, you need them, right? Even with their smells and noises, right? Uh, Jesus says, as we and we sang it earlier, if we don't accept the kingdom of God like a child, we'll never enter it gospel as mark 10 15 says right we know that now everyone better remember that verse forever uh, and so we learn from their trust and humility we pay attention to their example the wonderful beautiful example of faith that they can set us we watch how comfortable and real they are in prayer they don't put on airs and graces like us they don't say special words they just say it as they mean it they thank god for dinosaurs or for um or they pray for their friend's toe that They kicked the other day. It's it's real. It's a a real and active faith that's uh, inspiring, isn't it? And we also need to listen to the spiritual insights that God reveals through them. And and the way he teaches you about your own faith in yourself uh, through them. And adults, kids need you. Tim and Amanda highlighted that beautifully, right? Uh, The Bible's full of instruction to parents regarding passing on their faith to their children. But even if you aren't a parent, you, you still need it. Uh, the Bible talks about this idea of passing on the truths of from one generation to another. Spiritual guide, a mentor, an example, a confidant, a Sunday school teacher, a kids Arvo leader, a, a creche helper, a playgroup uh, leader. Need a prayerful older person in their life. Take interest in them. Take interest in their walk with Christ. Ask them what they're learning in the Bible and, and how they're growing. Uh, and share your wisdom and insight as you would with any other member of the church. I like to think of the story of Timothy, right? Paul recollects in 1 Timothy verse 5 that the faith of this young church leader, right? This powerful, pretty, pretty amazing young church leader was passed on to him by his mother and grandmother, Lois and Eunice. That The reason why he was walking with Christ and now being used to lead a church was because of the faithful witness of his mother and grandmother. And how cool is that? You whoever you are, have an opportunity uh, to influence the spiritual life of children in this church. That's cool. We're blessed with dozens of people who do this uh, through playgroups, Sunday school, Kids Arvo, Scripture, uh, Lollipalooza, Summer Kids, Creche, uh, but even in incidental ways. Personally, I love, and I see this happen regularly, the way that so many people in the church uh, pray for my kids. But even come and talk to my kids and have conversations with them. They treat them like a member of this church. Ask them about their week. Ask them about their faith and encourage them and build them up. They get it. We get it. Uh, The kids need you. And kids, talking to your kids now. So, Ashley, you should probably turn around and look at me. Um, uh, You need them. You need us grown-ups, right? Uh, You need to listen and learn. Follow a good example. Uh, So when you're walking with your parents, when you're sitting with your parents or your Sunday school teachers or your leaders or the other older Christians in this church, listen to them. Trust what they say, if it's biblical, uh, and respect them. Respect. It's because this experience and the knowledge that these older people have is going to make you a better Christian. It's going to help you grow up in the faith. So listen and respect what the older Christians in your life have to say. And kids also... This is important. We need you. Us adults need you. Uh, you may not have the ability to play music like the musos do, or you may not be as eloquent and as wonderful up the front preaching as I am. Actually, it's not that difficult. Um, you, you may look at grown-ups. You might be like, what is it, foot boy, and look at grown-ups and think, wow, they're, they're like hand boy. He, they can do everything. They've got all the skills, all the abilities. I don't have anything like that. But the truth is, kids, seriously, we need you. Even Jesus tells us that we need to watch you and we need to act like you. Maybe it's not making paper airplanes in church, but maybe it's things like your faith and your, your trust in God and the way you pray uh, and the way you passionately share your, friend, uh, your faith with your friends. I know kids invite their friends to Kids Arvo every week. right? They, they take their non-Christian friends and try to bring them along to their scripture classes at school. Boldly and fearlessly. I like shaking my boots anytime I need to share the gospel with someone. But, but you see kids doing it naturally because they, they get it. This is big. This is important. And kids, we need you to keep doing that sort of stuff for us. Uh, and I want to tell you a story now from the Bible. It's actually the way it's rewritten in the Jesus Storybook Bible. About an, a really inspiring story of a little girl who can teach us a lot. Right? Uh, it comes from uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. Uh, it's about... It's about a little servant girl. She's not named, but it's a, and it's also about this, uh, this general uh, from a, a neighboring army who had kidnapped her, uh, and the way she shows love and mercy and grace and forgiveness and humility. And then we contrast that with Naaman, this big, strong army soldier, and he's got a lot of lessons to learn from her. And so I want to close with this. Get us thinking how we need the kids in our lives to show us what it is like to live a God-saturated life. Have a listen to this. Naaman was a very important man in a very important army of a very important country. So, you see, he was very, very, very important. But Naaman was sick. He had leprosy, which is a nasty thing that stops you from feeling anything. Bits of you fall off. Without, notice, without you noticing, maybe that's how footman and I girl got created, right? Like bashed fingers and squished toes. Might sound funny, but it wasn't. And Naaman certainly wasn't laughing. There was no cure. It never went away. And in the end, it killed you. Naaman needed help. Now there was a little slave girl who worked for Naaman, and she knew someone who could help him. But there was a problem. Naaman was her enemy. Not long before, Naaman had led an army raid on her home in Israel. He had killed her whole family, carried her off to Syria and made her into his slave. Every night she cried herself to sleep. She lost everything. Why would she of all people want to help Naaman? Didn't she hate him and want to hurt him back? Didn't she want to make him pay for the wrong he'd done? Well, that's what you'd expect. But instead of hating him, she loved him. Instead of hurting him back she forgave him. I want Naaman to get well, she said to her mistress. There's a man in Israel called Elisha who can heal him. I'll go, said Naaman, loading up his wagons and putting on his flashing armor, but I'll go to the palace because that's where someone important like me gets healed. So we hurried off to Israel and went straight to the king. My healing, please, he announced. I can do a lot of things, the king replied, but only God can heal. Just then, a messenger from Elisha arrived. Send Naaman here, it read. So Naaman hurried off to Elisha's house, but Elisha didn't even come out and greet him. He just sent a servant instead. Doesn't Elisha realize who I am? Naaman thought. But what the servant said next made him even crosser. Wash in there, he said. Just wash, Naaman laughed, in that slimy, stinky river. He looked around to see if this was some kind of joke. It wasn't. Any person can wash in a river, he thought. I'm Naaman. I'm important. I should do something important so God would heal me. And so he rode off in rage. Of course, you and I both know uh, that's not how God does things. All Naaman needed was nothing. It was the one thing that Naaman didn't have. God knew that Naaman was even sicker on the inside than he was on the outside. Naaman was proud. He thought he didn't need God. His heart didn't work properly. They couldn't feel anything. You see, Naaman had leprosy of his heart. God was not only going to heal Naaman's skin, he was going to heal his pride. And Naaman finally agreed to wash in the river. And instantly his skin became smooth like a baby. And Naaman wanted to pay Elisha. God healed you. You can't pay, Elisha said. It's free. And so it was that a very sick man was healed, all because of this little servant girl who forgave him let stop there. I think in that we see uh, a, a picture of, of what children can teach us. This, this forgiveness, uh, this grace, uh, this willingness to make peace and, and, and to move on and to show love to someone who really doesn't deserve it. Kids, we need you because the attitude we see in that little girl there, we see in you every day. And parents, grown-ups, people of all ages, we need to look at that in kids. And on the flip side, like we saw from Tim and Amanda, it works the other way. Kids can only develop this sort of attitude when we help them to understand Christ. Uh, We teach them the Bible and they start to understand what it means to live as someone who loves Jesus. They need you, you need them. Whoever you are, whatever age you are, you need us and and we need you. You, the individual. Every single one of you, we need you. Uh, Why? Because God's Spirit's within you Uh, to build us up, to build us up as a church. Uh, None of us are exempt from that. None of us can step away and say we're not needed because God has designed us to function in that way. Whether you're just learning how to use the toilet or whether you're needing help to use the toilet on the other end of things, right? We are a body and each part of that body has a vital role. So, So get to know each other across the ages. Love one another. Use your uniqueness, the way God's made you to build up the church. And you know what, I want to finish with this. I reckon NBC does a pretty good job of this. Actually, a really good job of it. Uh, I see the number of people involved in children's ministry. I see the way children and adults interact. Uh, it, it's very rare. Uh, older people in the church, and by older I mean anyone who's not a child, gets crossed with the behaviour of children and them stealing morning tea and running around and leaving rubbish on the floor or whatever kids do, right? Uh, I think we are blessed with a great multi-generational community and I pray that that will continue as we continue to understand that each one of us has a role to play in this body. Let's pray. God, thank you for the way you've made each and every one of us that we're made in your image and that through our faith in Jesus Christ, we have your spirit and your spirit equips us to be a vital member an important member uh, in this church. Help us all to play our role and to build the church up and help us all to look upon others uh, as we watch them and learn from their faith and their love of Jesus. Amen.